Welcome to the podcast that's all about empowering women so they can have a thriving career as a mother. This podcast is for high-achieving women who want to have a successful career without sacrificing quality time and connection with their kids. Get insights, tips and strategies about doing work you love by leveraging your natural gifts and superpower as a mom. It's time to change the narrative around being a career mom from one of struggle, sacrifice and stress to something that's empowering, uplifting and rewarding. Thanks for listening and join me on this journey. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And today is step three out of the four steps on how you can tap into your feminine energy. So you're halfway there. Well done. Um, but we have two more steps to go, today's and tomorrow's. And if you missed the first two steps, then definitely I would suggest go back and listen to step one and then step two and then listen to this one because I do think they work better when you follow them chronologically. They kind of, it's like a progression, right? Because if this is something that is completely new to you, then step one is really going to be able to help you to be more aware. And that's what really what step one is about. And and I give you some examples and how you can practice awareness. What does that even really mean about being a third party observer of your own mind? Step two is about being curious to the signs. How do you tell the difference between something that's just pure coincidence and really not something that you really need to act upon and versus something that really is a sign, maybe a calling for you, something to take action on. And so that's step two, kind of like the discernment, right? When you stay curious and then you kind of like um, just be open to it and, and discern and tell the difference between one thing over another. Um, and today is step three. So they kind of build on each other. So it's, it's probably better if you start from step one first and then step two and then come to this step. But it's really up to you. I think that you can jump in anywhere. That's just my suggestion. So I guess do whatever you feel is right for you and works for you. Okay, so today's episode, step three out of the four steps um, on how you can tap into your feminine energy. So today's step is all about knowing. And I know that you think you know, okay, sometimes we think we know, but I want to talk about knowing um, in terms of an example that um, one of my business mentors, James Wetmore, the way he shares it, I, I really like it. That's kind of how I've learned, um, you know, through this, his example of swimming, what knowing actually mean, means, right? Because it's one thing to know how to swim and another thing to really know how to swim because something like swimming, which is quite experiential, is quite a practical skill. You've got to do something with your body. You can go for a class, right? And if you've ever seen, like if you've ever brought your kids for swimming classes, you'll know when they first start out, you know, they teach you the basics of being comfortable in the water, and learning how to blow bubbles, right? And then eventually learning how to submerge your head underwater, kind of get over that fear of that. And so you can go for classes, you can read all the books, 
and think that you know all the techniques about swimming, but still not know how to swim, right? Until I throw you into the deep end and you can actually float and you can swim and you can get from one side of the pool to another. You can have all the information and knowledge in your head and still not know how to swim. So knowing on one level is, of course, it's kind of like all the information and knowledge and knowing at a really integrated level where you know it in your body and you just know it. It's like a life skill like swimming. I throw you in the in the pool and somehow your body, your arms and legs start to move and you can just swim. And that's another level of knowing, isn't it? So when it comes to your feminine energy, I think the more, I mean, I can sit here and give you all the four steps and you'll know it in your head. You'll know it intellectually, you'll know it in your rational mind, logically. But then there's another kind of knowing, which is a lot more experiential, which is what I want to talk about today, right? So when we talk about really tapping into your feminine energy, this is the level of deeper knowing that I'm talking about, which is why in step two, I talked about how, well, we've got to be curious and open. So I used to kind of really... um favor the logical, rational approach a lot more, which means to say that if I cannot see, it doesn't exist. And we know that's not true because things like the wind, it exists. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Things like gravity, you know it exists. You can't see it, but you can feel it, right? When you jump up, you know you naturally come down, you throw a ball up in the air, it drops back down. And so you you can't exactly see it, um, but you can feel it. And it's kind of the same with the feminine energy, right? So the masculine energy, like I talked about it um, previously, it's, I feel it's really that go-getting, achieving, making plans, putting action steps in place and doing, measuring your results, evaluating. Those are kind of like, to me, the equivalent of what you can see, the results that you get after you do certain actions. But I think the part that you cannot see so much sometimes is this feminine energy that is more about a sense, a feeling, a deeper level of knowing. And this is really um, the thing that, the I guess, the prerequisite of accessing this step of knowing is the willingness to stay open and curious. Uh, rather than dismissing it as, oh, you know, it's just a coincidence. It doesn't mean anything. And that's why step two is so important, right? Of course, certain things are really going to be just pure coincidence and don't really mean anything. But there are going to be other things that are really more like a calling, a calling out to you, a sign that means something to you. And maybe it is really calling your attention to do something about it. So when you can discern and tell the difference between coincidence that doesn't mean anything versus something that you want to do something about, then you get to step three, which is about knowing. So let's say you've received a sign, you, you know, it, it means something to you. It's not just a pure coincidence. You, know, you get to this step of knowing, how do I know? Right. And this is where, um, we really kind of need to feel into it. And sometimes, you know, I'll get questions like, well, how do I know I'm, this is what I feel I need, like a gut instinct and intuition versus some impulsive action, right? <laughs> Sometimes we just 
get caught up in our emotions and then we act on it. Um, so how do we know that it is not just some impulsive rash act versus something that really is a deep level of knowing? So the way I've learned how to do this and how I tell the difference is I've learned to be a little bit more patient and I've learned to try to see the emotion behind it. So this impulse to act, this kind of pull to act, is it based out of fear of losing something? A fear of being hurt? A fear of being judged? I mean, is it based out of fear? And don't get me wrong, fear is a very, very useful emotion. I know we hear a lot about this. Oh, you know, don't be stopped by your fear and everything. But I think fear is there for our survival, for us to be alive. And we need to, again, know how to tell the difference between good fear and irrational fear. Good fear really keeps you well. It keeps you alive, keeps you out of physical danger. So, when we fear something, it's kind of nuance, isn't it? It's like you have to see where, what kind of a fear is it? Is it really truly your life is in danger? For example, you're in a very bad situation in a relationship, um, abusive relationship, maybe physically in danger. That fear is really telling you to get yourself out of that situation. But what I'm talking about is for the majority of us, a lot of those fears are irrational. They're really all in our minds. It is an anticipation of some sort of an unwanted situation. We expect and we think, we believe it's going to come true. We're going to lose all our money. We're going to lose that job. I'm not going to get that promotion. Someone's going to laugh at me. Um, someone's going to scold me for something, a mistake. So a lot of these things are fears that are in our heads, not really physically threatening our survival, our well-being, our lives. But we kind of let that fear run our um, actions. So when we talk about the knowing part, like do you act on it? Is it an impulsive action? You kind of really need to give yourself a little bit of space by um, being patient, looking at what is that emotion behind it, that impulsive action, or is it something that is exhilarating? There's a little bit of fear because, you know, it may not work. Um, it, you don't really know what the outcome's going to be. It's a little bit uncertain, but you're kind of excited also. You want to try it. There is a pull that's like, you want to do this. I think that's really more of the knowing and then to take action on that intuition. So this knowing is really tapping into our, I don't know, lots of different people call it different things, higher consciousness, um, you kind of like your own intuition, your innate wisdom, uh, something that's beyond your, your physical body, right? It's, it's kind of like some sort of a connection to some sort of higher intelligence, um, but it is within ourselves. It is our own level of, it is our consciousness. It's just a higher level of consciousness beyond this kind of your conscious mind right now of listening to me talking, right? So because our minds, we have different levels of consciousness. We also have the unconscious, of course. And the thing is about learning how to tap into this higher level of consciousness to guide your knowing 
on, you know, what are the signs and the callings to, to act on, to do something about. So how do we actually learn to tap into this? Well, I think step one is, it's kind of like this kind of goes in a circle, right? Step one kind of helps us to do that. Step one was about being aware, paying attention, noticing. Step two was about just being open and curious and noticing. And I found that when a sign is a sign and not just a coincidence, they tend to recur in different formats and ways, you know, through different means to get that message to me, if I am open to it. When I wasn't open to it, I don't hear any of that. I I mean, I just don't see it. And our minds are like that, right? I mean, we've heard this concept in called many different things. You know, you've got the law of attraction, of course. You've got confirmation bias. You've got RAS or the reticular activating system. You, I mean, I've heard so many, it called so many ways, but basically wherever you um, kind of put your attention on, that's where your energy goes, right? And you probably heard that saying too. And it is true because our minds are in such a way that we... Um, we have to just kind of consciously focus on certain things or even unconsciously, whatever we focus on, that's where we find all the signs and evidence and um, examples to back that up, which means whether you focus on something that is going to help you to get what you want. And even when you focus on the fears and the worries that things, these blocks are not are going to prevent you from getting what you want, you're focusing on those things and that's what you're going to get. This is exactly what happened to me when I first learned how to snowboard. <laughs> I was spending all my energy trying to avoid that tree. And of course, I ran right into that tree. And the instructor said, you, you just have to look at where you want to go, not where what you don't want to hit. And, and that has stayed with me. That analogy, I, that was a real life example. It literally, I was trying so hard not to hit that tree and and I, I hit that tree. But when I looked at the open space and the instructor said, just look for the open space and go for the open space. Of course, you're still aware that there's a tree, but you are actually putting your attention on that open space. And that's where you go. And it's the same concept, right? This whole idea of confirmation bias. And so step three here really is about learning to tap into your innate knowledge, your intuition, your higher consciousness, whatever you want to call it, being open to that. And as you stay open, it you're going to receive more confirmation just because you're open to it. And over time with patience, you're going to recognize that inner pull as really the knowing, the deep knowing versus some rash impulsive so I hope today's episode helps you. Stay tuned for the next one, our last of the four steps to tap into your feminine energy. Let me know if you found this useful. I'm over at Instagram at Sharon Singh Sidhu or on my website, SharonSingSidhu.com. All right, then have a good day and I will talk to you again soon. Bye now. 
Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so that more women can find it and benefit from it. To learn more about how you can thrive as a career mom, come to my free masterclass, Thriving in Career and Motherhood. Go to SharonSingSidhu.com forward slash meetup to register. I look forward to seeing you there.